there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From the king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here are your hosts, Speedy Mormon and Olivia Harlan Decker. Welcome back to Unleashed from the King of Sportsbooks, BetMGM. Now, today we are taking it to the ice and talking hockey with NHL great former goalie for the Dallas Stars, Marty Turco. Later in the show, our guy Peter Andrew is in not just to talk betting. But he also has a hockey quiz for Olivia and myself. But right now, let's talk about the NHL. Olivia, for those of us who may not follow hockey as much as we should until the playoffs, what is going on? Set the scene for us. Yeah, well, the regular season is winding down. May 19th is the last regular season game. And, you know, positioning won't be decided until the divisions wrap up. So teams are only playing opponents in their division. Every game has a four-point swing. And it's a different format this year for playoffs. The first two rounds are intra-divisional. So each division will advance one team. The top seed faces a fourth, two takes on the third. And then the winners face off as the champion of each division meets in the semifinals. So those teams are then rebracketed based on their regular season record. I really like this new format because even teams right now that have clinched their division or secured a spot in the playoffs, they have something to play for in these final weeks, days, because they want their regular season record to be as good as it can in case they win their division and are rebracketed. So battle for the president's trophy, which is the most points in the regular season, is still very much at large. So a lot of the different leagues are doing things a bit different when it comes to the postseason, like even the NBA is doing you know, that little play in format, which LeBron is not a fan of, but it's interesting to watch, you know, all of these leagues kind of call these audibles and change things up a bit. But what divisions so far in the NHL are wrapped and who is still trying to make the cut for the playoffs? Well, like I mentioned, it wraps up May 19th. We're recording this on May 10th. So by the time this airs, there may be some answers. But this past weekend was really big in the playoff race. The Toronto Maple Leafs clinched their first division title in 21 years. So that was huge. They beat Montreal. They secure the North Division. Mitch Marner scored his 20th goal of the season in that game. So, But no surprise, Toronto has been in first place most of the season. So they're kind of leader of the pack right now. But this North Division is still the biggest question mark. Again, as we record this on Monday, the fourth spot is still not decided. It's the only division that that is not all set. All four teams are not all set. So it's Calgary, Montreal, and Vancouver who are fighting each other tooth and nail for it. Calgary and Ottawa faced off this past weekend. Calgary won that. And Vancouver is technically not eliminated, but they're going to need a lot of help to secure that fourth spot. In the East, the Pittsburgh Penguins clinched. And then in the Central, Nashville Predators, they punched their tickets to the playoff after beating the Carolina Hurricanes. That's good because Carolina and Nashville are going to meet again in the playoffs as the Hurricanes clinched the Central Division. 
And then in the West, there's still no team to clinch the division title, but all four teams are set. It's looking like the Vegas Golden Knights are going to take the cake in the West. I know they're happy out there in the uh, in the <laughs> desert. I know that they want that. What's not to be happy about out there? It's great. Exactly. Warm weather, good vibes, and a lot of sports betting. Oh, yeah. Now, Olivia, there's been a lot of strictness, if you will, with COVID when it comes to the mm-hmm. NHL. They're one of the more stricter leagues. For sure. Where do they stand now as this regular season is coming to an end? Yeah, like you said, they've been one of the most strict leagues in the U.S. regarding their protocols. And last year, you know, they finished in a bubble. This year, the NHL is really focused on vaccination rate per team. But the tricky thing with this league is they do border two countries and Canada is way behind the U.S. on the vaccine rollout. So this really just applies to U.S. based teams. But the NHL just said last week that every team needs to be 85% vaccinated to get some more freedoms. And it's it's got really it, simple, sweetie. It. It's like social gatherings, eating and drinking on flights and buses and teammates being able to go to restaurants together or to each other's hotel rooms and watch tape. Also, little things like if they're 85% vaccinated, they can go golf together or valet got park it. their car. I mean, this is truly stuff the NHL has brought up. These are examples. This would also lift a mask mandate in practice facilities and no more PCR testing on off days. So NHL is slowly kind of opening up as they have that benchmark of 85% fully vaccinated. And we've talked about this before with the MLB too. It's every league is making their own rules and everyone's just trying to make sure they can get through this season, but a lot of hype around the upcoming playoffs. A lot of hype indeed. And we are excited to bring on a very special guest. We've got hockey great Marty Turco in the building. Marty Turco joins us now. He played 11 seasons in the NHL, nine with Dallas, one with the Blackhawks, one with the Bruins. And now he's an analyst for NHL Network. Marty, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm awesome. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. We're looking forward to you filling us in a bit on these last nine days now before playoffs start. And we've already run through the way each division is shaking out. But can you give us a little bit more insight on how you're seeing the four spots in each division shaking out as people are still trying to finish in order? Yeah. You know, I'm here right now. I I work for the Dallas Stars and really get to do great work with the Dallas Stars Foundation and the community. And so I get to watch a lot of hockey. Just unfortunately for, you know, our club and in this central or in this division, it's not going to not going to be in the cards, you know, for Dallas to take another run again back in the Stanley Cup finals. But, you know, the National Predators played great down the stretch. We had, unfortunately, way too many overtime losses for us to overcome. That just would have that kind of proved to be the synopsis of the year. You know, the other divisions are, you know, doing really well. The Canadian division, it looks like those teams are set. The Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, the, the hierarchy of the NHL, they had such a great year. The Oilers are the 39-year-old goalie and the best player in the world, Connor McDavid, are just been an absolute dream to watch. But, you know, nobody really wants to play uh, Winnipeg or we got Carey Price in Montreal, you know, in that division. Pittsburgh, you know, getting in there on that division. With them, the New York teams, very competitive one. Uh, that one's probably the deepest, I would say, overall. Uh, the Islanders look like they have another great year. Yes, you know, Washington's got a good club. It, it, that one, you know, to me, I have no clue who's going to come out of that one. 
you know, and then you look at the West one where, you know, the cream of the crop to me is Colorado. Vegas has had a really good team since they came in the league, which is weird to say, you know, they're still kind of ironing out the details there. Oh yeah. But unfortunately, you know, so this is the way it used to work. Back when I was growing up, they had the vision. So it was the Norris, it was the Smythe, it was the Adams. And, uh, oh my God, it was the other division. And so, you know, you, you first round would be one through four and two, three in your division. And the, so basically you have a division winner getting to the top four is what we're doing it this year. And when you have an awesome division, like the Smythe was in the eighties, where you had Calgary and Edmonton, the two best teams in the league were in the same division. They'd have to play each other in the second round every year. And a lot of times they ended up being the Stanley Cup winner would have been from there. And so the four Winnipeg Jets who had a good team back then, you know, kind of got smoked. But we, mm-hmm. this is a, just an odd year with COVID and can, Canadian teams can't travel, but um, there's nothing like playoff hockey. So I'm pretty excited to see how this thing all shakes out. And, and I probably didn't give uh, the division of the Dallas Stars or enough credit. The Carolina Hurricanes kind of came out of nowhere to win the division. The two best teams, you know, we thought it was going to be Tampa Bay, who's had, you know, a decade run here and won the cup last year. And Florida Panthers certainly have a deep organization, really well on program. So it's really interesting to see who comes out of this division. And I like all of them, but, you know, I think it's been, it's been good for short season. It's been a lot of hockey, I feel, for these guys. But I can't wait for the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs to start here in a week or so. What do you think about going back to this format? You mentioned this was the way it used to be done, but how do you like that one team comes out of each division? I think it's super interesting. I think it's great storytelling. Mm-hmm. And what the league used to do, what the league tried to do in my tenure for a couple of years stretches, we played so many division games and within our 81, it was four away, four home, which is a lot. And now this year you're playing your division exclusively. Sure. Um, so they're going to be sick of each other <laughs> to say the least. But I mean, I, I promise you, the, the first round is because they've had to play each other so many times, it's going to have some intensity. Yeah. And it won't be long to get into the, the, the nasty stuff. And then the second round, too, same thing. So it'll, it, it'll help cut down some costs because yeah. of the travel and you're kind of used to it, especially up in the Northeast. You know, they, they could probably train it everywhere. Canada's got some ground to cover. But anyway, it, I, I think it's really interesting because you're trying to build these rivals and you're going to get them. You know, for us being in a division, you know, Nashville is usually in a division normally, but not Carolina mm-hmm. and, you know, and not Florida and not Tampa Bay. So to play Tampa Bay this many times and playing them in the Stanley Cup finals last year, you know, we're going to have a rivalry with them for the next few years, at least. And unfortunately, we'll only see them, you know, twice or whatever it is during the regular season come next year. But I, I think it's really cool. I wouldn't mind seeing it you know, in the future. But again, there's nothing like playoff hockey with the intensity. So who, it doesn't matter who's playing who, but this, this system can't hurt. Now, Marty, we know where you stand already when it comes to who you think is the best player or, or what I think you said most outstanding, but when it comes to the most exciting and you think about guys like Mitch Marner and Connor McDavid, who, who are you most looking forward to watching in the playoffs in these divisional breakouts? Well, you, you're right. You know, it's going to be, you know, to me, they made it's the Oilers, right? I mean, Leon Dreisaitl and Darnell Nurse in the back end, and obviously Connor McDavid. They are just they're 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 flying. The the Leafs. I mean, I don't know if I've seen a roster like the Leafs. I'm mean, I'm trying to think how you know Kyle did it up GM up in Toronto. You know, their fourth line at one point this year was Joe Thornton, Jason Spezza, and Wayne Simmons. Like, you know, that that those are all first liners in their in their prime. So, you know, well, you know, with Mitch and Austin Matthews, really two-way center that's kind of glue of the team, Zach Hyman, good Michigan kid, you know. So it, it'll be 
it's going to be a lot of fun, especially right off the bat. It's going to be Toronto, Montreal, you know, probably the oldest rivalry in the NHL. One team ran away with the division, the other team just, you know, kind of squeaking in, limping into it. And so that's a big rivalry. So I looked forward to seeing that series just because, you know, I, growing up in Canada and, you know, watching the Leafs and Montreal and, and Vancouver, and when I got to play the Oilers in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's still probably one of the coolest experiences in my life. And so we all keep an eye on, on the Canadian teams, kind of what's going on. But, you know, our, our division too, I think the two Tampa teams have to play each other in the first round, Florida against Tampa. I mean, those are two really good teams and both teams to me are cup contenders and they got to square off in round one. So there, there's a lot of cool things to watch. Those are a couple I got my eye on. Okay. You brought up Michigan. That's where you played in college, where you had such a decorated career, both individually and as a team, you won two national championships. We've talked on this podcast a lot with NBA players, NFL players about what that college chapter meant to them almost more personally than how it later affected their career. What did that experience on such a great team, especially, what did that mean for you as you now look back at the importance of those years? Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> However much you want. <laughs> you know, there's the reason why I'm smiling and my warms my heart because there's not there's not a day that goes by that the influence of the school, the institution, my coaches, my teammates that they they don't have on me. You know, just on the business side alone. You know, my coach he was such a mentor to us to be first and foremost, you know, good son a good boyfriend, eventually to be a good husband and father, but to be a good person. And he played in the NHL for 15 years. He got his MBA while he's playing for the Montreal Canadiens. He's first guy to wear a helmet and just only saying this about Red Berenson because, you know, we idolized them and we listened to him when he spoke. And so having the good fortune of having him believe in me and playing for four years, you know, getting the NCAA wins record on these great teams, that was fun. But it was the lessons we learned along the way of, the training, the losses, you know, we did win two national championships. So that means we lost twice. So some of those biggest moments in my life, you know, weren't just winning hockey games and playing in front of sold out arenas across, you know, the Midwest and East Coast. It was the hardships you had to endure in a very impressionable time of your life. And so, you know, hockey's, uh, you know, the NCAA path isn't the most common for NHL players, but you know, I push anybody toward that direction. If you're fortunate enough to be around a, you know, a student leader like Red, great teams, um, you know, playing national televised games all the time, going to four Final Fours, you, know, you can't predict that kind of experience, but I got it. And it does. It really affects me every day. When I look back at our first national championship team, we got two brain surgeons, we got six doctors total, three lawyers, uh, successful business guy all the way around. Guys have played probably a combined by 6,000 games in the NHL. And, you know, there's a reason why we were successful as a hockey team. And it wasn't just because we were pretty good at putting the puck in the net or me keeping it out of it. Uh, we were just sponges at the time, willing to fight for what we believed in and brought it every day because, you know, we loved going to University of Michigan, have, wearing that, we're wearing the maize and blue. And we, we were all in and uh, we were highly competitive with each other and certainly we're on a, on a national collegiate level. And so, yeah, that experience means everything to me, and, and it still does. You know, I just got a winged helmet up here on my, on my desk, and you know, I just look at it and think of you know what it took to go collect 127 wins and a few national championships. And I promise you, it wasn't all sunshine and roses. We fought, we cared, and we had to make some hard decisions as young leaders, as our coach asked that of, of us. 
And uh, he really just really instilled um, doing the right thing, which as we all know, sometimes is just, it's not the easiest. But living that way on a daily basis, having great habits as a human will only just resonate in all you do in life and everybody you rub shoulders with. So yeah, I can go on forever, but it was a, it was a positive experience that looking back just gives me a ton of confidence, wealth of knowledge, and a belief that I could um, I could do anything I want if I put my mind to it. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. That's cool. Yeah, that was great. Marty, I imagine that things are a bit different today at the University of Michigan when it comes to sport facilities and treatments and things like that. Had your team, the great team that it was, had the access to all of the stuff that even the lower tier universities have these days, how different may things have shaken out? Well, you know, the, the, my, my mind's reeling a little bit because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a realist by nature. And so if we would have had it, then everybody else would have had it. This goes right down just to the watching games and video. I, you know, I'm jealous of their... I mean, I think of the miles I traveled to go to study hall. You know, <laughs> I had to go back up to campus late night, you know, after two hours on the ice, an hour and 15 with with our strength coach, Palaki, and he was just hating them, but I couldn't even feel my legs, but I had to walk up and ride my bike to campus. The facilities, you know, we do have now and these institutions, it's just a game changer. And the way we approached our sports science, which was, you know, cutting edge because of the school of the products that we did use, you know, there's no way ever now we would use stuff like that. But no matter what, you can't replace hard work and a work ethic. And uh, I never really worked out till I got there never paid much attention to, you know, my body or my rest and recovery. You know, I was in the kinesiology school. So that application during college and throughout my professional career, or even till date, you know, now having kids and, you know, having a body that's getting older, if I had access to it, you know, I, I do, I love hindsight. And I just think even during my professional career, if there's things that we know now that, you know, I did when I was 25 years old, would been, would been great. But uh, I'll tell you, the school gave us Every opportunity to be successful as a student athlete in the hockey season, you know, we were busy from Labor Day and, you know, playing a four final fours that goes right into April and uh, your exams are, you know, usually around the 20th or so of April. So we didn't get much time to ourselves, but we had a great camaraderie. We had a great program and we had a lot of great things at our fingertips. Not like they do now, but we only knew what we knew then and uh, we never complained and we're fortunate to do it. But you're right. There's some evolution of sports science and technologies come a long way. And these schools kind of are the leaders in the roost of, you know, what they're doing to give those uh, young student athletes. It's a, it's a, it's an amazing experience that they get to have. And mine was just as good as anybody's. Now, Marty, you have kids of your own. You've mentioned, you've seen them come up through their athletics. Now, as a kid growing up in Canada, the hockey world and the hockey landscape is so different, I'm sure, than in Dallas. <laughs> so how do you you know, describe? And I grew up in Kansas City. I grew up figure skating, brother played hockey, going to hockey games. You know, that's that's a little bit of what we got in the Midwest. But in Dallas, I would think it's very different. How do you describe just how big and looming the sport of hockey is as a kid growing up in Canada versus here? Well, there's a couple of things I probably need to point out. And the first thing is, you know, I'm very proud of the, the Dallas Stars. We moved here in 93. We own operate 16 sheets of ice. This hockey club does. Oh my we are, there's no other sports entity that does it like we do. Wow. So the amount of youth, adults, figure skaters alike that use to come in our buildings every day would blow your minds. So, um, this is now Hockey Town South. We just hosted the World Under 18 Championships here, a double IHF mm -hmm. tournament. Wow. So it's really cool to see the growth of a sport that I grew up loving. And so in Canada, 
at least for me, I mean, Canada's a vast country mm-hmm. and in Northern Ontario, where I grew up, all we did was play hockey. Yeah, almost right. everybody. I mean, I don't remember when I started skating because I was two years old. So, <laughs> and, and then I'll, maybe it was three, but my dad told me it was two and I believe him because I don't yeah. remember. Uh, I was in the league when I was four. I had to move to a different rink that wasn't close to my house because they, they the rink only allowed five-year-olds to play. And my dad's like, uh, he's ready. He's a good. Wait, you were in a hockey league at four years old? Yeah. Yeah. Is that normal? I don't think I was the only one, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he had to be playing with someone else, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, some of my earliest memories as a period are, are on a rink. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad tying the skates, using an orange ball. And just let me go. And it was uh, kindergarten when I was five, four or five. I'd only do half days. And so he, he was a steel worker. He picked me up and uh, he'd take me to the rink, Thomas skates, and, and then he'd go help out other kids because I've been skating for years and wow. I didn't want any help. And I knew what I was doing. I always joke, and this, I don't have a, it's not factual, but I'm sure it's true. But I'm pretty sure I've skated more with a, with the sky over my head than I did with a roof and light. Oh, that's cool. Really? And wow. you know, fathom that, right. right? Like you guys could probably just have an idea of how much hockey I've played in a real rink, not just professionally practicing with the stars and my whole life and uh, all the youth sports that I did that, you know, my dad had a rink, our neighborhood had a rink outside, called my coaches growing up, had rinks. And so wow. it was just hockey nonstop. You know, this is the way I can say it on a, on a larger scale. The guys that play for the Leafs, okay, in Toronto. And, you know, Toronto's a big city. They're the yeah. largest in North America. It's like playing for the Yankees, the Cowboys, and the Lakers. All combined in one in the United States. That's how popular these Toronto players are. And uh, you don't wish that on anybody. I mean, if, if you grew up in Canada, you're like, man, I want to play for the Leafs. Yeah. But, you, you know, you just really, you literally couldn't walk down the street without... I mean, even if you have five games played total in your career, people know who you are because it's wow. That's a popular sport is up in Canada. Now you don't have much of a Canadian accent. I'm noticing. We talking about eh? <laughs> I was gonna say, does it come out after a couple of the beers you're brewing up there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, you know, what really comes out is when I go back home. I married a high, my high school sweetheart Kelly, oh. and she's also from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. So we have a house up in Lake Superior. So after a few weeks hanging with the boys, the accent does come out. But I've I've lived longer now in the United States than I have, oh. you know, growing up in Canada, which just makes me old. Nothing <laughs> else. But you know, it's very lucky to live in the great state of Texas. You know, stars moved here '93. I was drafted '94, and you know, so since we've been down here, it's just been a great place. But we still got a lot of great friends up there. And as you said, I got a business in Canada, so uh, the accent comes out every now and then. Eh? Marty, did you ever want, you know, you said, you know, even if you're a guy that played five games for the Maple Leafs, you get recognized on the street. Did you ever want to be able to play for a Canadian team? Because you didn't get the chance to. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'll even take it a step further. Just being in a small town, nowhere, seven hours from Toronto, five from Detroit, that uh, big cities just kind of seem so distant. But getting to watch them once a week on Hockey Night Canada on Saturday nights, usually with the family. I didn't even think that it was an option for me to play for the, the Leafs or the Canadians or the Oilers. You know, when I was growing up, you know, my doodling consisted of drawing a maple leaf on the goalie mask or in the goalie pads and wanted to represent my country probably more than I, because I thought that might have been an option or would have been really cool. I just didn't, never thought that I could have played in the NHL, to be honest with you. But as a, as a professional, I always did, man. I just, 
used to dream about what it'd be like to put on one of those jerseys, you know, kind of have that notoriety. So I'll be, you know, pretty much the length of my career down here in Dallas, you know, this hockey's not a, you know, it wasn't a traditional sport as it's becoming. So we kind of flew under the radar, which, you know, it's kind of nice too. kind of go to the mall with your kids and no one really bugs you. And so you pull out your credit card and they realize see your name or something. And yeah, but yeah, I did. I did. I dreamed about it. And I, yeah, I thought it would have been pretty cool, but I have really nothing to complain about. And so as the story goes, you know, small kid in, uh, you know, small town Canada, and then you, you know, Dallas, you, you have such a storied NHL career now working for the NHL network. But when you watch games like what we saw, you know, about a week ago now with the Rangers and the Capitals, puck drops, all the guys drop their gloves and then a absolute mayhem of a brawl ensues. Does it make things feel exciting for you? Does it, you know, stoke that flame in you that you that you once had? Or what do you feel when you see a fight like that? I don't know if I'm supposed to say it you know, working for the NHL club, but I, I love it. You know, it, uh, <laughs> I figured you would. Yeah. People just get drawn to it. And, and, and myself too. There's just, I mean, it's real, real human emotion. I mean, there's real anger, you know, what happened the game before, you know, we were talking about earlier about the inter division rivalries playing. So they've got the same team so often that, you know, these th- kind of things are going to happen. Hockey's not built like that anymore. The Rangers really didn't have anybody that answered the bell for Wilson. In Washington, but um, they did it as a team. And even though they're not going to make the playoffs this year, I'll guarantee you it's going to positively affect that organization next year. Yeah. Majority, a lot of that team will be coming back. They've already made changes at the top on the business side that's going to, you know, affect a lot of things within the organization. But the guys that were there, they're going to remember this one that, uh, you know, they stuck together, they fought for each other. And that's what I like to see. More than anything, you know, yeah, some people want fighting out of it and uh, we got to be mindful of injuries and concussions, but sticking together and being being a real team and being a tight team will help your chances when it comes time to check the wins and losses box. And so the, the, the Rangers, I was proud of what they did. You know, again, it doesn't happen all that often anymore, but I tell you, yeah, my, my blood was up, you know, my face was getting red. I was getting intense and right into it too. So it was, uh, it was, it was fun to see from everybody's perspective and fighting has been involved in our game a long, long time. And uh, it probably will forever be a part of it, but it's certainly a lot less uh, these days. And, but that was, that was pretty exciting. That's awesome. And Marty, last thing before we let you go here, the Kingsville Brewery, we couldn't let you go without asking about it. It is the brewery that you co-own. It's in Canada and then it's coming to the U.S. And if you could share a Kingsville beer with anyone alive, dead, any era, who would that person be? Oh, man. Uh, You know, that's a great one. Um, You know, this brewery, you know, it's just in the Detroit area. So... You know, Detroit's got such great history, you know, from... It can be anyone. It doesn't have to be Detroit. Well, to be honest, I'd probably, you know, I'm just going to say Hiram Walker, or Joe Lewis from that area. It's kind of a goalie beer too. So Vladyak Trechiak from Russia that I've only met once. But if I had to be one person, it'd be my grandfather. who was mm-hmm. born in England, passed away when I was two years old. So my, my mom always said that, you know, she just wishes that he could have lived a little bit longer so I could remember him. Mm. What amazing man that he was. And, you know, being my grandfather, not have any recollection of ever meeting him and having a beer company now, I think he would be proud to taste the great beers that we have at Kingsville. And and I'd certainly like to just understand how his, what his voice sounded like and, uh, you know, what he looked like at any age and, 
and talk about life, you know, as a, as an older person and the, the hardships of generations before. So um, mm-hmm. I'll get a little nostalgic on my answer, but it would be, you know, Edward, my grandfather that uh, I never got to remember. No, that's a beautiful answer. I love it. That's very nice. And because Kingsville is, a, you know, my cousin, I own it. So it's a family mm-hmm. business. So I think keeping it all in the family really does make sense. I mean, I see my mom's face glow when she talked about them uh, growing up. So I, th- I think that would be where I'd have to lie right now. We've had different former athletes on here who have started, you know, wine labels, whatnot, and they've sent us some of their product. And I mean, I'll check my front steps again, but I don't think there's a case out there. I- yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's my bad. I'm going to do the, the Canadian move. Uh, I'm going to apologize. Eh? I'm like, really sorry about that. <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll, see, we'll let Bieber sing about it, but I'll uh, we'll make sure you get one of our five SKUs. We got award-winning light lager locale all the way up to barrel-aged whiskey style, which is fabulous. IPA, advise and check lagers. So uh, a little, a little assortment for you. And then uh, maybe we'll get to do this again. I really appreciate it. Love it. Kingsville Brewery, Justin Bieber, and Marty Turco, some of Canada's best products. So thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Marty. Coming up next, we have the Lion's Lock with Peter Andrew. All right, guys, as always, we are wrapping things up with this week's Lion's Lock. Our dog, Peter Andrew, is back. And not only does he have some tips on hockey betting, but apparently he's got a game that he wants us to play. And he'll update us about a bet that he talked about last week. Peter, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, guys? Yeah, I figured spirit of NHL Stanley Cup playoffs just a couple of days away. We'll see if you guys are, are in tune with everybody with hockey lingo, NHL lingo. Canada lingo. We'll have some fun with it. Oh no, I'm nervous. I was about to say, Olivia, I was about to say the same thing. I'm nervous. I feel like we're being ambushed on our own show by our semi co-host here, Peter. I don't know what you got here, but you're going to make us look bad. What the heck? Yeah. We'll start slow. We'll start with some easy ones. We'll get some, uh, maybe that are a little tougher and and some (laughs) frankly might be just fake. So first, maybe you guys identify if it's real or not. Okay. And then if it's, if you're right, then we'll uh, give you a chance to see if you figure out what it is. Oh, let's do it. Okay. Speedy, no phones. You cannot Google any of these answers. I'm watching. Okay. Me too. You see my hands. <laughs> Same right, goes we'll for start. you. Let's go. We'll start with an easy one first. Is it real or is it fake? Lettuce. Yeah. Hair. Lettuce is real. Yeah. I knew that one. There you go. That one. In. Not too bad. Okay. No. Nice head of lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second one. Is it real or is it fake? Tanya Harding. Real. Figure skater. Correct, but not a hockey term. Well, come on. That was a poorly worded question. We have to see if these things... <laughs> is it real or fake, Tanya Harding? <laughs> well, it's definitely a real person, but... All right, fair enough. Yeah, so I, we're differentiating whether or not it's real or fake and bonus points if we can identify what it is. Is that is that how we're doing this? Yeah. We'll give you a point for that one because okay. I should have probably right. articulated a bit better. So we'll give you one point there, Olivia. Okay. Thank you. Next one. Is it real or is it fake? The term bender. Bender. I feel like this is real. I feel like I've heard this before. Bender. 
I mean, is like it like going what on the you used to go on in college or like, what are we talking here? <laughs> Not that. That's for our other podcast later. This bender, gotcha. this bender is basically a person who can't skate. So think about their ankles yes. bending all over the place. So yes. it is I've heard this before. I'm proud of myself. It's real. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Is it real or is it fake? Stinky pit. Huh. Fake? See, hold on. Hold on. Before we lock that in, though. Olivia, I feel like it's such an out there type name that he wants us to think that it's not real, but it probably is real, I think. Well, I'm going to say fake. You say real. Yeah. All right. All right. Peter, what do you got? Well, if he's right, it's fake. Oh, I try to overthink it. I try to get <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Analysis. <laughs> Next one. Biscuit. Biscuit. Real. I, you know what? I'll say this one's real as well. Biscuit is real. Correct. Any guess what it is? Is it a puck? Yeah. Wow. Woo! Look at your boy. Speedy Mormon, hockey guy. Nice. You feel me slapping the biscuit? Yeah. Use it in a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So you rip the biscuit top cheddar. That would be you hit a slap shot top of the net. There's a there's a good hockey uh, hockey sentence right there. Yeah. Rip the biscuit top cheddar. That just sounds wow. like a fire bar or something. Shout out to. Uh, if only I had like a nice Canadian <laughs> accent. It sounded. Yeah. Good. Ripping the biscuit top cheddar. Yeah. I was disappointed. I thought Marty Turco would have had a stronger Canadian accent. He did not. So this episode is lacking Canadian accents. We'll work on it for next week or for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Is it real or is it fake? Grocery stick. Grocery stick. I'm going to say grocery stick is fake. Fake as well. Grocery stick is fake. So it's real. Oh. So if you've ever heard of a player, he actually hosts the Spit and Chicklets podcast, Paul Bissonette. He was the one who originated grocery sticks. So think of if you're online at the supermarket, they give you that little stick in between your groceries. To separate. Yeah. So so Paul Bissonette was the, the classic grocery stick where he sat in between the defensemen and the forwards and he never got any ice time. So he called himself the grocery stick. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I like that. Like Salute to the grocery stick. Yeah, that's basically me when I play. Uh, <laughs> next one, is it real or is it fake? This is an easy one. Chicklets. Yeah, that's teeth. Yes. We know that. Teeth. Yep. That's even outside of hockey, too. <laughs> is it, though? Do you well, I mean, that? I wouldn't say it, but people have... Like, I remember being a kid and people being like, oh, look at those chicklets. <laughs> I, re- I remember them. Yeah. You, yes, what? I remember this. <laughs> no. That's Queens for you right there. Yeah, I don't know if it's Super Queens. I feel like I saw it in like movies and stuff. <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I remember it. But... We're going to have to do some research there. Yeah. Bizarre. <laughs> Last couple here. Is it real or is it fake? Sinbin. Fake. Sinbin. Yes. No, no. That sounds like it's real. Is it? Is that the uh, the penalty box? Correct. Impressive. The Sinbin. Woo! <sighs> Man, my lingo is really lacking. That's all right. This is the first of many. We'll get there. That one, I just used my context clues. The sin bin. Okay. I didn't I didn't know that, but I just... Yeah. yeah. No, that was good. No, that was impressive. It was quick, too. Speedy, I bet you rocked the SAT. I didn't do too bad. <laughs> <laughs> context clues. Come on. <laughs> okay, last two here. Is it real or is it fake? Ding dong, big bong. Fake. Ding dong, big... What is it? Ding dong, bing bong? Bing bong, yep. Just for the sake of making it exciting, I'll say real. Fake. 
That's a Maddie special right there. Uh, That's a fake one. Somebody our, told our me producer that was Maddie. producer Maddie. Yeah, <laughs> it seems very him. Well, that was fun. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, uh, one more. One more. Oh, we got one more. Okay, one more. Now, since we've been bad at keeping score, let's make this one for all the marbles. All of them. All it's right. actually tied. It's actually tied between. Yeah, we're so tied. This is for all the marbles okay. right here. All right. This is so huge. we're tied. This is it. Let's let's hear it. Okay. Okay. So last one. Is it real or is it fake? Gong show. Gong show. I'm gonna say real. Then I'm gonna say fake. Speedy wins. Yes, Sarsky. Ah. What is it? Though? I don't even know what it is. So. If a game goes absolutely wild in terms of turn of events, fights. So if you think of the game last week, that was all over the news where Tom Wilson and the Caps were fighting everybody on the Rangers. I think there was like five or six fights yeah. in like five we minutes. We spoke about it with Marty. Yep. So that would be like a gong show of a game, an absolute gong show. Or if the game was 10 to nine, when a score is normally four to two, that's a gong show. Gotcha. Well, this this little game here that we played wasn't quite a... Gong show, I you know. Unfortunately, <laughs> sorry, Olivia, I had to take the win. Man, but it's 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 been an honor. Now, Peter, thank you for that game. But talk to us about some of the games and events that happened over this past weekend. I know that you you picked yourself a winner, huh? Yeah. So I think we can call it a winning streak now. <laughs> if you if you tuned in last week, I mentioned how much Rory loves playing at Quail Hollow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 18 to yeah, one. Yeah, you did. 18 to one. So even if you just put 10 bucks on that game, you see yourself $180 richer. So uh, Rory, really outstanding four day performance. That was an exciting finish, too, with the drop. And that was yeah. a great finish. I'm not going to lie. I was, uh, I, was, I was a bit nervous, but yeah, I'm dead. Yeah, he, he pulled it out and it, it felt good. So, yeah, you know, we're two weeks away from the PGA Championship. It's a really exciting time in golf, but nice to get one under my belt. And hopefully, I'll give you guys some hockey picks here to keep the momentum riding. Well, what do you got? Yeah. So uh, playoffs are just a couple days away. I know we have probably about a week left because of a lot of the COVID reschedules, but really exciting time as we're into the first round of the playoffs. I think you have a couple that you really should look at. We're talking about division betting. Mm -hmm. So the NHL is very different this year in terms of how they were set up. You have the central division. Carolina Hurricanes have been playing unbelievable hockey. I think they're plus 125 now to win their division. So that means win their first round and win their second round. They're arguably one of the most complete teams, really good goaltending. I think they're, they're a safe bet in terms of making it to that third round. Additionally, as you get into the others, you get the North, which is the All-Canada League. I think Toronto is, is certainly the favorite because of how they've played. But Connor McDavid and the, and the Oilers have been just absolutely incredible. McDavid had 100 points in 53 games this year. I think that's the best in about 25 years oh in gosh. terms of how fast Jeez. he was able to hit that. Yeah, it's really incredible. And it's one of those things that goes under the storyline a little bit. But taking the Oilers plus 275, win their division, I think another smart bet. And then the last one is Vegas Golden Knights. They're just built to be in the playoffs. I think you look at them, you look at their opportunity. They have a tough division where they play the Colorado Avalanche. But again, they're built to be in the playoffs. They're gritty, good goaltending. They can score goals. Plus 115 to win their division, but plus 550 to win the Stanley Cup. I think you take both of those and you end up seeing them in the finals. What about awards within the league, like the Norris Trophy winners, the best defenseman? Who, who's in the running for that? Also, just President's Trophy, best regular season record and points. Yeah, so it's, it's really close. When you talk about the President's Trophy first, you have Vegas and Colorado really fighting for it. So it's kind of a pick them. It's going to come down to the wire. So I think either way, mm-hmm. it's, it's a toss up. But then you get to the Norris Trophy, 
Adam Fox in the New York Rangers, only 23 years old. He's been absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Leads all defensemen, points, assists, plus minus, categories you really want a defenseman to be contributing in. He's plus 250, right behind Victor Hedman of the Lightning. I think really good value bet. Like I said, leading in all those categories. I find it hard for them to not vote him as the Norris Trophy winner. Are there any prop bets about a fight breaking out? How long a fight would last? Anything like that? Because if not, there should be. <laughs> we asked about it last week and we couldn't get it approved quick enough. Man. Specifically with Tom Wilson last week in the game, you knew it was going to happen. We wanted to place a bet on it. So we're going to have to work towards it because he's going to be playing in the playoffs. So we'll see if we can get something that like that live. But we certainly will have futures bets on BetMGM throughout the entire Stanley Cup playoffs during each round. And then as each round wraps up, we'll have top goal scorers, top points per team, per division for the entire league. So there's a lot of good things to look forward to on BetMGM. Awesome. Well, there's a lot of things to look forward to when we have you on the show. You're on a little streak now. So hopefully you can keep that streak alive. Peter, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Peter. All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap from us here on Unleashed. Next week, please join us for a conversation with NBA legend Richard Jefferson and make sure to check out all of the action from BetMGM. You can follow them on all social platforms at BetMGM. And as we always ask, please leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. See you guys next week. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.